Coming up, the Nets make a big comeback to beat the Knicks in the Garden, and the Bulls keep winning into the All-Star break. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from the night in basketball. NYC's two teams faced off in Madison Square Garden last night, where it looked like the Knicks would have an easy time getting a win early, but Brooklyn stormed back to take the lead late and handed New York a loss that hurts a little more. Coming from the Crosstown Rivals, here's Locked On Nets with more on our biggest game. The biggest game. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets, coming at you here following a 111-106 win by the Brooklyn Nets over the Crosstown New York Knicks. I'm about speechless with this one. The Nets were down as much as 28 in this game came roaring all the way back in the second half, outscoring the Knicks 67-51 uh, over the second part of this game. Cam Thomas, the rookie, drops 21 points off the bench, 9 for 21 shooting, hit some monster buckets really late in the game when the Nets needed it the most. They came, it's just a massive comeback by Brooklyn in a game that looked like it was all but lost. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, of course, no Ben Simmons yet. They still got it done against the Knicks with this, frankly, B-team crew. This is one of the bigger wins for the team this whole season. Uh, you can hear it in my voice. We're going to hear it more on the podcast where we're discussing it over on Locked On Nets. Go check it out. Brooklyn beats the Knicks, one of the win best wins of the season. The New York Knicks have become all too familiar with embarrassing losses, and it has our Locked On Knicks host ready to call for a change. He gives his thoughts after watching New York lose the huge lead to the Nets. I wish I could say I was surprised that the Knicks blew a 28-point lead at one point, 21-point lead at the half to the Nets at home and wound up losing by five points, but... The fact is, I am not surprised at all. This is Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks. The Knicks lose their third colossal embarrassment in their last seven games. They have now blown three games in their last seven where they led by over 20 at some point in the game. And the reality is at this point, you can try to put it on whoever you want, whether it's one of the players uh, or anyone on the court, but... The fact of the matter is, is that at this point, this falls on the coach. This falls on Tom Thibodeau. He does not deserve to leave Madison Square Garden as coach of the Knicks tonight. He doesn't even deserve to attend his his postgame presser with a job still. And yet he will, most likely, for reasons unknown. Uh, as he continues to ignore the growth of, of the young players on the team, ignore when they're playing better than some of his favorites, Alec Burks, Alec Burks gets 26 minutes, closes this game as point guard, doing the same thing that the Knicks do at the end of every game, which is having Alec Burks and Julius Randle take turns running stagnant, half-court, unimaginative sets into oblivion until the Knicks lose the game while their opponents, you know, run actual offense and win the game against them. Meanwhile, you had Emmanuel quickly 
finally break his slump, had 18 points in just 21 minutes, and it was just 21 minutes because that was all that Tibbs felt the need to play him, in addition to Obi Toppin only playing 11 minutes, despite having 8 points in just 11 minutes himself. It's Things need to change for the Knicks. It starts with the head coach. Fire Tibbs, give Johnny Bryant, their lead assistant, a chance to coach this team for the last however many games, see how things go. But today's the day to make a change. I doubt the Knicks are going to do it, but getting embarrassed by the, the team across the river with barely any players available for them that make them as good as they are is just terrible. And, and it's inexcusable, and the Knicks need to figure their stuff out soon. Or this season will not just be lost from the perspective of not getting wins, but we lost from the perspective that the players that actually are going to be worth anything to this team going forward are not getting valuable playing time. So, fire tips. That's it. We'll be talking about it more on Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. The Utah Jazz had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, but no lead is safe when LeBron James is chasing after it. King James had a big run to help close out Utah at the finish, and Locked On Jazz and Locked On Lakers tell you how it fell apart at the end for Utah and how L.A. took advantage. The Utah Jazz were in complete control in the fourth quarter in L.A. on the route to their seventh straight win when they collapsed to lose their final game before the All-Star break to the L.A. Lakers. David Locke of Locked on Jazz. Jazz fall 106-101 to the Lakers in L.A. LeBron's 15 points in the fourth quarter will get all the headlines. But from the Jazz perspective, they had the basketball leading 92-80 to with six minutes left in complete control. When Royce O'Neal turned the ball over, it ignited the L.A. Lakers. LeBron came back in the game, and then the Jazz offense went completely stagnant, not scoring for over four minutes. And while Donovan Mitchell was fabulous on the night, finishing with 37 points in the fourth quarter, he was just two of seven. A bad loss for the Utah Jazz that caps off a rocky first half of the season and ends a six-game win streak. For more, visit me at Locked on Jazz. DeMar DeRozan can't be stopped as of late, and he had no trouble continuing his dominance against the Kings. As Chicago rides his momentum into the All-Star break on a win streak, Locked On Bowls tells you how DeRozan is doing things we've never seen before. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls beat the Kings tonight, 125-118 the final. That's the Bulls' fifth straight win heading into the All-Star break. DeMar DeRozan makes NBA history, becoming the first player ever with seven straight games, scoring 35 or more points on 50% shooting or better from the field. He had 38 tonight on 16 of 27. Previous record held by Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, who did it all the way back in 1961 and again in 1963 when he had such streaks of six games. The Bulls will enter all-star break with at least a share of the number one seed pending the result of Miami's game tomorrow night. This is real life, folks. DeMar DeRozan, MVP candidate, NBA history maker, and the Bulls atop the East. For a full breakdown of this win over Sacramento, check out our Thursday episode of Locked On Bulls with me and my guy, Big Dave. Locked On Bulls, your team every day. Coming up, the Detroit Pistons snap the Celtics win streak in Boston. This is Locked On Now NBA. 
Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Daniela Bruce here with our Locked On NBA host to go over everything from the night in basketball. The Detroit Pistons shocked the Celtics fans in Boston last night with the best performance of the night. And Locked On Celtics is in to tell you how Detroit beat the hottest team in basketball. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Lockdown Celtics podcast after the Boston Celtics lose to the Detroit Pistons 112 to 111. A tough lesson learned for a Celtics team that had been on a nine game winning streak, but the Detroit Pistons came in and just beat Boston straight up. Cade Cunningham was great. Sadiq Bey shot the lights out. They came in and just played harder, played better than the Celtics, who, after winning nine games in a row by playing a certain style, just didn't do the same things that they had done. They ended up with 29 assists, which is a surprising number to me because I don't think the Celtics moved the ball well at all. They didn't go side to side. They didn't have that crisp ball movement. I know they didn't have Marcus Smart or Robert Williams, and that is a factor, but they shouldn't have needed those two guys to beat the Detroit Pistons. This, to me, is a lesson learned for the Boston Celtics. You've got to play hard. you got to play the right way every single time because if you come out and – mess around a team like Detroit, even though they, they've got the worst record in the league, they've got pride and they've got talent and they can come in and beat you. This was a trap game from the beginning. Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers in a big way on national TV the night before nine game winning streak back to back against a team with the worst record in the league heading into the all-star break. This was always going to be a trap game here. And the Celtics fell into that trap. They didn't want to do all the hard work. They settled for a bunch of threes. They made a lot of the mistakes that they had been making before. So maybe this is a good thing for Boston. A lesson learned heading into the all-star break, put a bad taste in their mouth so they know when they come back, they've got to play that same way that they were playing during the nine-game winning streak to stay in that hunt in the middle of the Eastern Conference pack. Still a great finish to the first portion of the schedule, the first 60 games. Uh, this is just one of those things that happens to a team, and I'm going to talk about it on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so please make sure you're subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. The Indiana Pacers had some of the earlier moves of the trade deadline, but were still looking for their first win with the new-look team before beating the Wizards. On Wednesday, our Lockdown Pacers host is here with how Indiana finally broke through and what took so long for the new guys. Pacers get their first win in their new era since the trade deadline, beating the Washington Wizards 113-109 at home. Pretty good win for the Pacers, all things considered. 108 for the Wizards, excuse me. They played very well for basically the whole game. They only have slipped up a little bit on defense in the fourth as they let the Wizards get into it. But in general, a pretty solid wire-to-wire performance from the new-look Pacers who played with a lot of balance and ended up with six guys 
in double figures. Halliburton, uh, Buddy Heald, Terry Taylor, O'Shea Brissett, Lance Stevenson, Tristan Thompson all eclipsed 10 points in a nice win. They were sharing the ball very well. 30 assists for the Pacers, who snung shooting the ball from deep but did very well in every other area of the game to get this win. And their defense was good. Their defense has really stunk since the deadline, but today they put it all together. They were able to slow down the Wizards uh, very effectively, and the, the Wizards shot very poorly from two-point range. The Pacers were able to get it done. They needed this win before the break, and they got it. And after the game, Tristan Thompson, who has 17 points in this game, his best game as a painter, Rick Carlisle says... They're buying him out. He's headed to Chicago. We'll talk about the game and Tristan Thompson being on the move on tomorrow's Lockdown Pacers podcast. The Orlando Magic got outscored last night by Trey Young and the Hawks. Atlanta dropped 130 points on Orlando when Lockdown Magic explains the lapses on defense. This is Philip Rosmerich, the host of Locked On Magic, as the Orlando Magic entered the All-Star break with a 130-109 to loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Being a bad team is like playing whack-a-mole. Every time you think you've got one problem solved and you start focusing on another, another problem springs up. Or the, what, what you thought was consistent, what you thought was settled, becomes a problem all over again. The Orlando Magic are starting to figure some stuff out offensively. They're starting to play at a much faster pace. They're starting to play at a tempo that they're a little bit more comfortable at and, and, and a tempo that they want to play at more at large. But now their defense is not playing well at all. In fact, their defense is giving up threes at an alarming rate with Atlanta hitting 18 in the game. Atlanta's a three-point shooting team, but the Magic were not giving up any resistance. They found themselves down early, and there weren't, wasn't even a, a, a feel-good comeback to make the score look interesting. This Magic team's got to get back to playing defense while still playing at the pace that they're playing at and improving offensively, but that's the challenge of a rebuilding team is finding your identity and finding your consistency. We're nearly three-quarters of the way through the season, and the Magic are still playing whack-a-mole. When one, we think they have one problem solved, another one pops up, and then that, uh, that previous problem comes back to bite them. We'll have more coming up on Locked On Magic as we head into the All-Star break. This has been Philip Rosenreich. We'll see you on Locked On Magic. The Phoenix Suns beat the Houston Rockets last night, but not by as much as Phoenix fans would have liked. To tell you more on what was just a three-point win for one of the league's best against one of the league's worst, both our Locked On Rockets and Suns hosts have more. Not exactly how the Suns wanted to take a win into the All-Star break. On the second night of a back-to-back, their stars playing 40-plus minutes, Chris Paul getting ejected, a close game to the... To the Houston Rockets, as I am down below in the bowels of the arena, following a 48-10 record in the first half of the season for the Suns, a franchise-best stretch. We'll see what the Suns do after the break, but they have exceeded any expectation and answer with another clutch performance against Houston to score 120-plus yet again and take a win. For more on these Suns, into the break and beyond, listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all today for Locked On Now NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure your second listens are Locked On NBA and your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now.